Okay, we're recording. There we go. Well, you look fantastic in your glasses. Oh, right. thank you. They're new. Yeah, they yeah. okay. Well, they're great. I like them. Yeah, they have this um, on Good Morning America. They have these deals and steals every Thursday. Uh-huh. And so, uh, whatever deals they have, this this was like a bunch of readers, really cute readers. They were on sale for like sixteen bucks, so I bought like five because you know they break and. Oh, do you do you not have like a, a subscription? I mean, you no. Okay. I mean, I do have a prescription, but my you know the the uh, strength is not. It's really low, so I just and I like just having different pairs of readers. You know, just different styles. Whatnot. Sure. So I haven't gotten my prescription filled. I just keep getting readers. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to get away from that pretty soon here. I'm in bifocals already. I feel yeah. I know they did give me a prescription for progressives. Yeah, they call them progressive. It's bifocals. Yes. You're yeah. Like, God, <laughs> so, but I understand how that is. Uh huh. Um, That's all part of getting older. It is. Um, speaking. So of, where? What are we doing? Uh, welcome to none of this is planned. Welcome to none of this is planned. <laughs> I'm, I'm Valerie Markwart. I'm John Paget, and welcome to none of this was planned. Thank you for the intro. I mean, the <laughs> we didn't even plan an intro. No, nah, not not this week. I mean, there's the intro that we use in every single episode now. Yes, I've done that, and you did that. Yeah, I did that, and I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's. it's I haven't even heard any of these yet. You have. Yeah, and they're great. They're great. One thing I think that I'm gonna notice is that I feel like I talk like a hick. There's nothing you can do about that. Yes, there is. Okay, well, you can try to shrug it off. <laughs> no, I will shrug. There's nothing I can do about what we've already done. No, no. but I need to. I need to not be so lazy. <laughs> yes, Governor. <laughs> With the, the, I'm better than that. I know you are. I know you are. Okay, so a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Yes. Uh, so... Over the weekend, uh, we decided to take out the RV, and as we were doing so, um, we decided that we were going to take the cats with us. Oh, to try out the whole traveling with the cats thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. One of them did swimmingly. He was a good boy, bounced right back, snapped to, blah, blah, blah. His sister, who is, they, they are litter mates. They have literally known each other their entire lives, the whole bit. Now... She flipped the F out. She flipped the fuck out and was like hissing at her brother. Who is this cat? I don't know who this is. Fuck him. Fuck, all the, fuck the world. Fuck you for bringing me here. Oh, no. Yeah. And I mean, just and okay. We're like, what the fuck is wrong with this cat? And she just didn't. She, she didn't have the capacity to deal with it. And so then we got her home and it's still going on she's still just like a bitch on leg like maybe you need to get some like uh rescue remedy or get like kitty uh prozac or not prozac uh volume or it exists oh yeah oh yeah i used to be a vet tech i mean um, oh that's right you know that yeah i mean i didn't think that it would be necessary Mm -hmm. it's necessary yeah well (laughs) i mean that's why people are just you know they they're very cats get attached to places. They do. Dogs get attached to people. Right. Cats get attached to places, and that's why you can't take cats everywhere. Like you'll see every now and then a dodo video of some guy that traveled across the country with a cat on his bicycle or whatever. But that's the exception, definitely not the rule. Uh, well, and that cat is so damaged that it'll. <laughs> <laughs> it's never coming. It's a it's a 
shadow. It's a scab of what a cat once was. So um, we're we're dealing with that because we're going. Where to, did you go? Where did you go? Oh, we went out in, in <clears throat> like mid Texas, in, in the middle of the of the state, with in the RV, and just went camping. And so I tried to make the best of it. And you know, and we had a great time when we were camping. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's okay. Well, don't go inside the RV because. Uh, and first off, the cats have never been outside ever. Like not not ever. And so now they're in this new environment in this RV. They don't know anything. They're. I mean, it's. It was a pretty stark adjustment, and honestly, I. Now it seems like maybe you should try to take them every time you go. Or was it too miserable, with her being? Um, I think we're gonna look into sedatives, mm-hmm. and and see how that treats her, so that she could just. You're gonna be taking them on a plane. Oh yeah. And there will be sedatives. There, you're going to have to. Like, gonna you're going to have sed- to put them out. Yeah, there's going to be sedatives. There's going to be lots of sedatives. And then we have to get something for the cat. So, <laughs> <laughs> And the entire crew yeah, and the rest of the plane. Here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm like a Pez dispenser. Yep, uh. yep, 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 yep. It's like that episode from Shit's Creek where they have the, the, uh, the baby shower for Jocelyn. It's like, this next game is called Tired Mommy. <laughs> Where we all stand from the other side of the room and try to get the benzos in mommy's <laughs> into mouth. mommy's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, other than that, what what did you get up to over the weekend? Did you anything fun? Um, what did I do? Uh, Saturday, I went to the pool. Um, because uh, uh, not this pool, but uh, a friend of mine that lives in these apartments that are like overlooking 360 and there's lots of hills and it's beautiful and the pool overlooks that so we went there and spent the day because she's about to move so we're gonna lose access to that pool or maybe not maybe we can still sneak in even after she's gone but right no one because this isn't going to be broadcast valerie (laughs) no one will know (laughs) no one no one no one (laughs) um and then yesterday yesterday i went and got a pedicure Oh, well, look at your hooves. Look at that. And uh, I went over to the girls got together. And uh, um, because one of my friends on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I don't watch that one, um, they tried something called a pancake cake. Mm-hmm. So it's a cake layered with crepes oh, instead of cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she had ordered them like a different variety, like a of pancake cakes so we were all wanting to try them so we met over at a friend's house and had wine and some we had brunch and then we had pancake cakes and they were yummy were they mm-hmm. oh, sounds like good because okay. they're not too sweet but they are very flavorful so they were i had like a matcha one and then uh strawberry and chocolate i feel like matcha is becoming like this trendy flavor that people are using. I love it. Okay, but well, it's a love or hate thing because you know it's an earthy flavor. Right, people but think it tastes like yard dirt. clippings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, if it's done right, if it's done with desserts or you know matcha teas or coffees or whatever, it's super yummy. Have you tried the matcha Kit Kats? I have. Ugh. Those are pretty good. Yeah, those are pretty good. I found those at World World Market one day, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder what these taste like." I and think... I almost ate the entire bag in the ten minute trip home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think World Market made it. Huh? I think I don't think World Market made it. No, they don't. They're they're made in Japan. No, no, or... meaning as a business. Oh, as a business. I don't think they made it. I haven't noticed if it, the one near me closed. 
Another one um, at the juncture of research and Mopac is... <gasps> is it gone? It's kaput. Yeah. Oh, I love that place. Yeah, yeah. When I was out of a job, I almost worked there um, during the Christmas season. Ooh. But Old Navy got to me first. <laughs> and then I, and then all I did was fold all day. And they kept sticking me in the kids section. Right. Me. In the kids section. Mm-hmm. And they had these big, like... Um, uh, bins of balls and toys that it just was a madhouse. The kids just throwing them everywhere. I remember one time there was this dad that every time the kids started throwing the balls, he would go and chase it and put it back in the bin. I was like, it's really nice that you're doing that. God love you. I said, but they're just going to end up all over the floor anyway. <laughs> right. Just stop trying. Right. Stop throwing pebbles at the ocean. It's <laughs> never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... I, I haven't had seasonal employment in a very long time. This was ages ago, yeah. and I am, was tired all the time. And there were women there that were older than, way older than me, that worked there every day. I don't know how they had the energy for that. And my feet, I could not find the right shoes, no matter how comfortable the shoes were. My feet were killing me of at course. the end of the day. Yeah. And I used to work retail in college. You did. And it didn't phase me at all, but I was also a lot younger. But... Yeah, there's there's things that I'm just too long on the tooth for. I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do any of that seasonal crap. Oh Fuck my gosh! Out. I thankfully like I mean, there I was did. a media agency that needed contract work. <laughs> After like less than a month at Old Navy, I was like, well, I got contract work that's paying me a lot more money than this. Bye. Sorry, gotta quit right before Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they're gonna let you go the day before anyway. Yeah. Right. Or keep you until like two days after, so that you can deal with the real shit. <laughs> the returns. The, the returns. Exactly. Um. Gosh. Um. Okay. So, also recently, since last we spoke, I went to a concert and mm-hmm. um, I saw a, a band that I, I've loved ever since college and I had the opportunity to see them. It's, I've never seen them before. I'd always wanted to go. Oh, I thought you had seen them before. I've never seen them before. So oh. I got to see Bell and Sebastian mm-hmm. and I love their album, If You're Feeling Sinister. It's mm-hmm. like one of my all-time favorite albums and we go and it was great and everything. Well, um, I'd like to start uh, a movement and I would, I'd like it's, it, and we can call it phone punching because... Um, <laughs> If you go to a show and you're one of these assholes that sticks their phone up in the air because you're going to record it because you're going to watch it later, fuck you, um, you're not going to record it later. You're not. You're just doing this because you want proof that you went. I went. No one gives a shit. And when confronted by some asshole, we'll call it me, um, (laughs) don't give me a flippant remark. Don't. Don't do it. Because I was like... You're never we. This is a, okay. <laughs> Just tell the story, John. <laughs> you had your get off my lawn moment. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Uh. <laughs> See what happens. I got discombobulated, and and then some shit happened. Okay, so um, we're there. We're watching. It's like, and he gets into one of my favorites. And I was like, yeah. And then this girl puts her phone like right in front of my face. And um, I looked at her and I went, nope. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah. Like, did it again. I'm like, no, I don't think you got it the first time. I said, nope. <laughs> Just like, well, we're recording this. I'm like, you will never watch this footage. No, it, you will absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'll post it. I'll do stuff like that, but I'll 
I don't. I usually try to make sure I'm not in anybody's way, though. Well, I mean, they were completely, like... Oblivious. Oblivious until I'm going... Here, hi, I'm John Padgett. I'm going to ruin your day now. Here I come. <laughs> I'm going to cloud up and rain all over you. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was like, well... We, and then she, she was like, well, we were going to save it and to show it to our kids. I'm like, are you telling me that I have to have my concert-going experience hindered by these hypothetical children that you don't have? <laughs> Are you kidding me with this shit? Fuck off! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. That's what I wanted to say. I was going to say, <laughs> what did you actually say? I was like, after I said that, you will never watch this footage. You need to take your phone, put it away, and be respectful of the people around you. She's like, but what if we send it to our kids? I was like, I am not interested in this conversation. She's like, she keeps on going. I was like, zero. <laughs> what do you mean? Zero. Zero interest in this conversation with you. This is the end of our discussion. And I turned away and ignored her. And they fucked off. Which, win for me. I mean, <laughs> look, I don't want to get, I don't want to know you. I don't want to hear your heart song. Take that shit and lay it down somewhere else because I'm going to break out my golf cleats and walk all the fuck over it because I don't care about you. Was she, was she cute skinny whatever did she think she was being charming like what about if we did it for our yeah kids? she was in like this sundress with like these like early 80s wire framed nerd glasses and oh, look at me i'm cute like, oh, I, I was like she's wearing her festival gear she was wearing festival gear i was like if you smell like patchouli i swear to god i'm gonna fuck off and, um so i wasn't happy but at the same time i mean it was it was dealt when with. i'm not at coachella this is what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> like, it was and it was insane because she was with some dude and you could tell it was like their second date so we're like oh we're gonna record this i was like the fuck you are you're on a second date you're lucky if she's you're already like, talking about kids yeah oh that guy is not going out with her again like, <laughs> i'm like this is your second and last date <laughs> you're gonna go on about children on your second date with this dude oh yeah <laughs> this is gonna work i love it i don't see why it'll work yeah so uh but we did get we we got there we had a great time it was a it was a lot of fun um and it was a band that i didn't get to see in college i'm glad i'm finally at a point where i can do these things. yeah i know? don't think that i've ever seen them you know it stinks i've seen so many shows that sometimes i'm like did i ever did i see these people yeah I don't know if I did. I think I did. <laughs> like, I'd like to think that I remember everyone that I saw, but I, I don't. I don't think I do. I mean, I mean, there were memorable shows, obviously. Sure, but I'd, you know th- that reminds me. I, I was looking at um, Meta. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to make Meta happen. It's not going to happen. Not gonna happen. <laughs> um. I was looking at, and there, there was an article. I can't remember. I can't remember what the publication was, talking about years ago. Lollapalooza used to just used to travel all over, you know, the United States, and it used to be, you know, full of um, circus. It was like a circus sideshow, blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah. I yeah. mean, before C three took it over and made it like every other festival, right. Harry Farrell. See, there I go again. Perry Farrell. <laughs> Perry Farrell. <laughs> Perry Farrell from... Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. Right. 
started it. And, and it was hardcore. And it was like, the, the Jim Rose Circus side Jim Rose Circus. I remember that. They didn't mention Jim Rose Circus. They were just going through the lineups in the early 90s. Because I went to the one in 94. I think I, I just went to one. I went to the one in 91 or 92. I went to the first one. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Susie and the Banshees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Butthole Surfers were there. I think Nine Inch Nails were there. I know Ice T was there. Um, Mine was Beastie Boys. That Beastie was the Boys first was time there. I saw the Beastie Boys live, and it was amazing. Violet Femmes were there. Uh, L7 was that the one I was L7. at? L7, yeah. Um, and oh, I want to say it was... Uh, Did you remember that, that thing about L7 and... Uh, it was, and then Courtney Love had ripped off the lead singer's look, like you know, wearing camisoles. I remember and there was a dust up between those yeah. two. Well, I mean, but I don't, I did, I don't I'll know go, if I ever knew what it was. I'll go out on a limb and say, Courtney Love ripped off everyone. Well, and and that was her whole thing. She, that was her whole thing. Courtney, if you want to take this up on a personal level, give me a call. <laughs> I ain't afraid of shit. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my world. And so, yeah. I'm going to feel John's wrath. This, <laughs> this no one from Texas has a beef with me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like she gives a shit. I mean, gives a shit all the way to the bank. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. I mean, she's like the... Yoko. I've never been a fan. And then they had that movie about... Kurt and Courtney. Court, yeah, Kurt and Courtney about how a lot of people think that she was responsible for him killing himself. It's like, you think? <laughs> Hmm. I mean, I don't want to compare her to Yoko Ono, but hmm. anyway, you said something. <laughs> Here's that. So you have an open notebook. I do. I wanted to talk about because it's well. I don't know when we're going to be posting this, but right now it is Pride Month. Well, why don't we put? Why don't we make this our first post, and then and then we can do all the others later. Why? I don't know. Don't I, don't think, I don't think it matters. Oh, I mean, just know. that we're doing this. I, just you know, just in the context of why I was thinking about this. Okay, we we can address that later. Because okay. um, I've you know always thought of myself as an ally. Okay. To gay people, because gay, mostly gay men. I'll be honest. I haven't had a lot. I mean, no, no, I have had quite a few. I don't know if I've been that close to. Um, I like to say gay women, lesbians. You worked with plenty of them. At, I worked uh, with them. Well, at uh, um, Hastings. Yeah, I was real close to one there. Mm-hmm. But she was in the closet at the time. Sure. Yeah, and my I didn't. I wasn't good as good about picking up on, you know, lesbians as I was on the gaydar sure. gay men. Okay. You know, I wasn't. Yeah. So I didn't really. No, (laughs) that she was. (laughs) But then when she came out to us later, I don't know how we found out, but she just didn't want us to know. We're like, why didn't you want us to know? We were going to gay bars with you every, like, we just went because it had the best music and the most fun and we wouldn't, you know, get leered at. Um, But anyway, just, you know, the the people in my life that have, that affected me most have been in the gay community. Oh gay men and women i will take that as as a compliment well you know most heterosexual men and men in my life have been severely disappointing (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i mean there's there's a a lot of gay men (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. There's well, no shortage of I know. There's, 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 you know, there's disappointing people. Period. Yes. Straight up. Yeah. For sure. Okay. But it made me think because I know when we were friends in college, you were not out of the closet. Not really. No. At all. Mm-mm. Did you know that you were gay? Absolutely. You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you know, I didn't know. No, um, I went above and beyond to cover that up because back then it was still a very, very, very difficult thing to navigate because mm-hmm. you never knew when you were going to... The world was not a, a welcome and nurturing place back then. Well, I mean, how far back did you know? Like, how old were you when you first started? I think I put it together in middle school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just a phase. It's just got these crushes. It'll be fine. No, um, this is going to be a problem for the rest of your life. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty telling because I never had crushes on women when I was a kid. <laughs> well, Other women. Um, always yeah. always liked boys. Well, it was also, I mean, my dad would say things like, I named you after John Wayne. And I'm like, oh, then why don't you just name me Marion? That was his, That's right. That, that was his real that name. That was his real first name. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I never had that conversation. My dad never knew. My dad passed away before um, I told the family, and there were reasons why I didn't tell my family. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know that we. I know. I know why you haven't didn't tell your family. Well, I mean, my mom knew. I told yeah. My mom. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But that was because she was passing away, and I wanted to make sure that my mom knew knew this. you. Yeah. And uh, she said the the kindest thing that she possibly could have said. She said. Um, my love for you has not changed. You are still my little boy, and I will always love you, no matter what. I just want you to have children, because I think you would make an excellent father. Aww. Which was a nice thing to... I mean, I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, not the way I'm doing it, but all right. <laughs> there was a time when I really did want kids. Like, really, really, really bad. It's like, I want to be a dad. But, uh, yeah, I mean... You know, if if you're going to do it alone, that's tough. Mm-mm. And I know people who do do it alone, and it's it's pretty remarkable. They're pretty remarkable people. Well, they really want they really want that life. Right. They really want kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, well, not to get off topic, but I never wanted kids. Never had the mommy gene. Never went through a phase where I was like, I really want to be a mom. Nope. Never did. But I come from a long line of, like, my mom, you know, said that she, she goes, I realized I just didn't like other people's kids. <laughs> but once I had my own, like, of course, it, the mommy gene kicked in. It just wasn't something that I, you know, was like, oh, I longed to have kids. And, it and wasn't my sister, my, my sister was the same way. You know, she was just like, you know, I was married for probably five or five or six years and he wanted kids so bad and i thought well <laughs> i love him so i guess i better give him some kids because i don't <laughs> he really wants them really bad but then you know once she had oh yeah it was like a switch flipped so i wasn't like saying i was like i'm not i would never say i would never have kids if I, but it, i would have to be married to somebody who wanted them right and who wanted to team <laughs> team up <laughs> i mean honestly i mean i i would like children take me back to the age 35 and mm-hmm. say hey you've got the opportunity to have children and um 
my fiance mm-hmm. went through a point where he wanted to have kids too. And if you caught us about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. And y'all were together. <laughs> and, and we were together and everything worked out. We got, we, we, we love the people that we were right then because we're the people that we are right now back then. <laughs> that would work. But it'd be but too exhausting to have kids now. It is very exhausting. Plus, when we grew up, we didn't have to deal with things like information from all points at all hours of the day never stopping you don't have and mm-hmm. i mean there's no the things way coming at you to avoid it yeah and and now you have to explain this stuff i mean you can't just say don't look at that <clears throat> give me that well they're gonna find it on their other phone I mean, <laughs> no matter what. but yeah okay um, um well i i know that when you going back to the initial conversation mm-hmm. you kind of came out to me in phases <laughs> so and i remember i don't know if we did we talk about this before on this podcast i remember we were i was living in zilker at the time yeah, and we were driving up that hill you to had my a house roommate named todd yes right. i was living with a gay man and uh, we lived together for three years and it was so much fun and um yeah, we were driving to my house up there, and you said, "I'm bisexual." Sure. And I said, "Why? Why do you? Why are you saying that you're bisexual?" And you said that you had your first. Ex- you said your first experience with a man. Mm-hmm. I believe at that time. Yeah. This was right after college. Right. I had had um, an experience with someone in college when okay. I was in college, and it did not go well. Okay. Um, it was. It was an experience where I was like, oh, I finally met the one, and this is going to be great, and this is our happy ending, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It was a one-night stand. I just didn't know it was a one-night oh. stand. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, it's... The thing is that we go into this, we're like, okay, we can have what everybody else has, and it's going to start right now. Uh, and that's not how it's supposed to. That's not how it's how it works. Not supposed to or should, but that's the way it works. Well, because there's also a lot of um, gay men. Because you know, when you deal with, there's still men, right? right? Oh, sure. So the the lack of commitment is still there, and there's a lot of gay men that straight up do not want to be married or in a relationship. Yep. I mean, I have a I have a friend that I don't think he's ever had a boyfriend since I've in the twenty years, some odd years that I've known him. Mm-hmm. He's never dated anybody seriously. All of his relationships casual, <laughs> not even relationships, you know. So there's that. Right, and now you've got. We live in an era where you can find a sexual partner within minutes of signing on to an application, mm-hmm. with no strings attached mm-hmm. and. It's a hookup. It's a hormone fix. That's it. Right. Move on with your day. So, mm-hmm. it's in a day and age where where relationships are so disposable. <laughs> um, they they just don't really settle down, mm-hmm. and um, you get to a point. Well, at least <clears throat> I got to a point where I'm like, I'm tired of doing this. <laughs> so, and I met uh, my fiance organically i met him out i did not meet him through did you meet him here in austin i did where did you meet him met him at a friend of mine's menswear store we, okay we were we were at the same place at the same time and got introduced and hit it off from there 
Mm, yeah. That's nice, mm-hmm. meeting people organically like that. Um, well, I know that going back to when you said that to me, mm-hmm. I said, John, I think you're gay. Because at that time, I don't believe this now, but at that time, our generation, it was like you were gay or you were straight. And I was not in the... I didn't believe in bisexuality. No, because... I was it, like, the, whichever you prefer is who is what you are. Right. You know, you dabble, you figure it out. Right. And I, but now I do believe in bisexuality. I get it. Like, And there's a lot more gender fluidity than there was when we were young. Right. A lot more. Well, I mean... the. It's become much less taboo, um, mm-hmm. and um, you can be bisexual in this day and age, and that's that's fine. It's not for me. Um, at the time, I was trying to get there. I was trying to convince myself that I, at least yeah. I had some shred of bisexuality in me. And you you kind of doubled down after I said that. You were like, no, no, I'm bisexual. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> well, and at the time, I mean... The phrase, and as loath as I am to say it, was uh, bisexuality is nothing but a truck stop on the road to gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're just, by now, gay later. I mean, so. And then you, where did you go after that? You moved away, I think, for a while. I went to Sacramento. That's right. Mm-hmm. With Apple. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I moved so you were gone. <clears throat> And we lost touch a little bit. And then you came back to Austin, or you came back. Somehow we got in touch, and you told me that you had a boyfriend. And right. I was like, I told you you were gay. You know, well, I mean, I was gay You're a like, lot. yep, you were right. Yeah, well, I was gay a lot longer I than, know. than that. But at the same time, I mean. Oh, you're sure? I didn't make you gay? Uh, yeah, Just by saying yes, that? Power absolute, of suggestion. Yes, you did. I'm so powerful. You used your wand of... <laughs> Of uh, sexuality and gender confirmation and, and say, oh, you're an uphill gardener. Welcome to your club. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for welcoming me on board. I was uptight. <laughs> um, well, that's why I was, I, I just mostly wanted to go into that because I didn't really know, like, I had no idea how long you knew before. Oh, I Oh my God, I knew. And the thing is, is that, okay, so, and it, it was nothing against you or our relationship. It was, I needed to keep a lid on who I was for a very specific reason because if the wrong person found out about it, mm-hmm. it would have been completely detrimental to my life and my relationship with my grandparents. Wait, I mean, and I'm, I'm speaking about this. As my family members. I have family members that would have <clears throat> outed me to my grandparents in an effort to get me written out of the will. Mm. Which I believe I've told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's not like these, these family members are bad people. Um, it's just that I do have um, uh, an anger streak running through my family tree. And there are people in my family that make really rash decisions when angry or upset. And then you're Were like... Were we separated at birth? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, you sound uh, like you're describing my family. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Uh, oh, she's pissed. Get out of her way. <laughs> yeah. um, but once you get to the point where you're like, you know what? There is nothing that I have that you can take away. And if there was, I wouldn't care. 
because I have everything that I need and I've gotten pretty far in life without a whole bunch of help. And it took a long time to get there, but I love who I am and it took a long time to get here and anyone <clears throat> who's got a problem with it can go outside and butt a stump. You know, and I was not I was not raised around um I was raised very sheltered and in our community in the suburbs of um west texas and then eventually oklahoma you know i oh look at those pot boilers of liberalism (laughs) yeah right (laughs) um there was i had a friend in high school who was gay but he was very much in the closet i knew that he was gay i didn't know even before i really even knew what gay was even i just knew he you know because we would his group of friends were all girls and you know people teased him and said oh it's his harem it's jay and his harem of women because you know and he took turns having crushes on each one of us which was safe for him you know and nothing none of us would have any expectations from that and he was a date for me for several for a couple of dances you know safe bet um but yeah it wasn't until he moved on went to college and 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 he made a great life he was hugely successful like was president of uh um i think president of the chicago office of edelman pr which is a huge like oh, wow. starbucks pr yeah and, yeah yeah <laughs> um he passed away unfortunately about a year ago oh, but that's, he was very you. sick i hear that me too. You know, it's one of those things. It's like I lost touch with him. We connected on Facebook a couple of times, and it's one of those. And at one point, um, he had a house in St. Helena, which is in wine country in uh, California. Mm-hmm. And we were at this. I I was at this winery, and I took pictures, you know, of us at the winery. And um, when I was already flying back home, he messaged me, and he was like, "Why didn't you tell me you were here? You were right down the street from me. That winery is right down the street from my house." So I was like, "Oh." Oh man! Wow! I didn't know you lived here. <laughs> How was I supposed to? I have no idea. Yeah. So yeah, so that was a missed opportunity. So yeah, I'm I'm really sad that I never got to see him again after high school. I mean, I mean he was a great person, one of the smartest people I knew, and and my life has been enriched so much by the gay and lesbian community and LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know many of the A's and the I's or, you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, but I'm open to knowing more people and knowing more about them, but it's, you will never find more accepting people and they will love everybody and eh, they might be judgy. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of judgment. There is. But it's all, all shallow stuff. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> really shallow stuff. But I think it's because I think the reason why I always want to be an ally and that I love it so much is because I came from a background that was very much not like that, not supportive, no. not accepting. Right. Yeah. And being around people like that is just. But I, I mean, and it wasn't just family. It was everywhere. Like mm-hmm. we had a band director in seventh grade where if you made a mistake playing your scales or whatnot she would call you a gay wad oh wow yeah yeah i was like well thanks i don't know what a gay wad is (laughs) but uh cool i mean and and the thing and we had games in in 
in school like smear the queer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And all it was was one person has the football and everyone's trying to. Well, did you guys have the saying like in high school? That stuff we said all the time was like that's so gay. And uh, yeah, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No. Looking every... back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we. We said it all the time. It was uh, all the time. And the F word. Oh. I didn't say it that I didn't say the F word that I heard it a much. lot. I got teased in high school. Yeah. I did. Until um I got teased because I was an easy target. I was spindly. I had I was the height that I am now, which is six one. Mm-hmm. And a hundred and forty four pounds. Yeah, you were pretty spindly when we met in college right right yeah. I, I was really spindly and i mean i've put on weight since then and i feel good in my skin but at the same time when you're that tall and you stick out and you've got a head full of curly hair and i mean your hair was nuts right <laughs> when people actually called you sideshow bob yeah which i got yeah a lot um people i i like the bullies that would go after me um did so because they were having fun this was fun for them and then they stopped because i would say the beginning of sophomore year i got mean like mean like mean so much so that okay so i had a list of insults that i kept in my wallet that i was ready to go at any given point fuck with me i dare you (laughs) (laughs) and um so and i never had to open my wallet ever because i had them committed to memory yeah i figured you did yeah oh i would say things like i can still i can still tell them to you like and there was always like may you they were they were said in the form of a curse yeah yeah that's my faggotry sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to curse you (laughs) um like uh, may a renegade construction worker come up to you from behind and fuck you sideways with a jackhammer? Whoa. Yeah, or you are the newly circumcised foreskin of a plague-infested rat. Or, yeah, yeah, those are the two off the top of my head. But, I, I mean, oh, may I, may a bloated festering yak with diarrhea and a yeast infection come and sit on your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people stop picking on me. They're like, oh, my God. God. He's just this... He's just this warehouse of nastiness. The only one I think of, I didn't even make up. May your crotch be infested with the flea of thousand camels and your arms too short to scratch. Oh, that's Mm, cute. Yeah. That's neat. Um, But once I got the reputation of being like someone you don't mess with, because not only would I call you out, I would call you out in front of all of your friends. (laughs) Well, they deserve it if they were bullying you. They were bullying me, and I I showed them. He's like, man, you hear what he called you? Yeah, I got a lot of that. It was great. Well, you got to defend yourself. Absolutely. That was the one thing I had. I had quick wit and all the rage that had been built up <laughs> to that point. Well, here we go. Yeah. What else you got? What's next? Um, oh, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. I just was, uh, was, was your first relationship um, with, dare I say his name? Yeah, go ahead. Frank? No. 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 My first relationship was with Sean. And we were together. Where was that? Was that in? It was in Austin. It was in Austin. Yeah. Okay. I was living with him. Oh. I don't know if I ever met him. I never met Frank. Yeah. Well, you know him as much. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you were living in Houston at the time. Yeah, I was living in Houston. And boy, when that thing ended, ooh, I was so happy to get out of Houston. Wow. Yeah. I moved to I a can't city believe that... Ca- I, I can't believe you stayed in Houston for so long with that guy. I was in love. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the the best part of that relationship was it made me realize how deeply I could feel for another person. Because mm-hmm. I'd never been that... Even though I'd been in a relationship and we loved each other and everything, but... I would have done anything for this relationship, just mm-hmm. anything. But uh, it didn't work out. It was a mm-hmm. very unbalanced relationship. And here's the thing about when you date a narcissist. They don't tell you. <laughs> yeah, no. They don't yeah. tell you. Yeah, you They don't tell find... you that they're a narcissist? Yeah, that's That's because they don't know. Oh, they know. Do they know? Oh, they know. On some level. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they may not apply themselves the label of narcissist, but they think that they're better than everybody else mm. and s- more special and more deserving than anybody else because they're them. Mm-hmm. So they deserve better. Mm. Mm. Like that. See? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And now we're living in a society that cultivates narcissism. Mm, I know. Oh, please, post another picture of your food. Everyone wants to know. <laughs> no one wants to know. No one wants to. No one. No. No one wants to know. Fuck that. So yeah. Um, did you have any? Uh, well, I uh, no. I when I lived with, I know one of some of my fondest memories of living with Todd was that we would every weekend we would he would go to the clubs and I would do my thing, which was usually going to see live music. I was following all sorts of bands and guys and bands and bands and bands and um because that was about the time that um Britt Daniel and Spoon were just kind of coming onto the scene so I would be at parties with all of these people you know um it's like these younger people that I work with they're like oh you know everybody I'm like you know when you're when you're young in Austin and you're coming up just as all these influential Austinites are start we we all started in the same place. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going yeah. to the same parties, going to the same clubs and, you know, and then you you end up kind of I mean, I don't know Britt Daniel personally, but I've just met like there was a time when I did know him. Sure. And it was because we were all hanging out at these same parties and same clubs. So, we Todd would go to the gay clubs, I would go go see live music. And then the next day, we would go to breakfast at IHOP and talk about our evenings. That's kind of fun. It was so fun. We would do it every weekend. It was our, it was our ritual. That's good. I like, <laughs> I like having rituals like that. You know, I mean, is, I, I, think, I find comfort in a routine. Mm-hmm. Does that, I mean, I, I like having my routine. I get up at this time. I do this. I do that. do my other thing. And it makes me Well, that just good. comes with age. I know. Right. I... I don't necessarily find comfort in routine. I really would prefer not to have such a routine life. But in order for, you know, it's necessary to have a routine to get shit done. Sure. Like my workout schedule. I have I have to have a routine in order to keep active and to work out. I have to have a routine around work and working out. I have to have a routine, you know, it's necessary. I don't love it. I, you know... That's why I like to travel, because I like to break out of the routine and do something different. I like to travel. Um, I'm really good at being spontaneous and traveling. Mm-hmm. Like, we're on, a, we're on a trip. Great. Um, but 
I'm traveling now with my fiance who is very much a person of plan like loves a plan loves it whereas I'm like let's go over here and see what happens he's like well let's look at what here is <laughs> we've got this place and that place and the other place and there's mm-hmm. the thing over here yeah. and, and it's great I mean he's brilliant but at the same time we have to make accommodations for one another because we are two completely different people uh, as I mean I'm a Pisces he's a Scorpio mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of they love Scorpio I'm more I'm more of a the I like to have an idea of what I'm doing sure and then be open to deviating from that if something interesting happens along the way obviously I don't right. want to be regimented be like well this day we're doing this this day we're doing that but I mean most people that I travel with you know not everybody likes to travel that way so right most yeah. people that I travel with do like to plan the crap out of everything and you know I like a I like a skeleton yeah. Other than that, you know what I mean? I don't need an entire, like, minute-by-minute minute itinerary. That would drive me nuts. I mean, that's actually what I did when I went to Hawaii, because Patrick, you know Patrick, mm-hmm. he made me an itinerary, and every <laughs> he made me a Google Doc, and he would, every morning, he'd be like, you know what, the weather's actually not going to be very good. And he was not even in Hawaii at the same right. time I was. He was messaging me this from Austin. <laughs> he was like, you know what, the weather's not going to be good. Why don't you switch day three and day two and do this today and it was an exhausting list of things to do but i was by myself so i did want to stay occupied sure and um yeah so that but i there was one time that he told me about a beach in hilo and he was like and then at this time you can go have dinner at this place and whatever and i was just sitting on the beach watching the sunset going you know what i'm just gonna stay because this is nice it was just kind of calming down like a lot of people were leaving the beach and it was just kind of quiet and uh, yeah so I did there were times when I was like you know what I don't have to do everything on this list I need to just chill out right but yeah when's your next trip not until October Mm -hmm. Italy yeah we're going to Portugal in August Mm -hmm. and um, I have looked into um doing the podcast while i'm in portugal and you're here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we would need to how would we do that uh, well i guess we could talk about that later <laughs> yeah no um as long as you have the application for this on your phone which can, i do I, I think i do i think i downloaded connect it. that way okay and then have a podcast that way and just use you know our earbuds so would you and take the equipment like the other no. half of you? no 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 i just do the whole thing for my earbuds oh okay but would, how would it sound i wonder I've got noise canceling earbuds. Okay, I meant. Oh yeah, with, with <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> uh, microphone. The microphone. Um, I think it's going to be okay. It's not like we're asking it to. Well, do we can try lunch. it out and see what. Yeah, we can. We don't have to use it. it. Um, but um, yeah, I want to go to Portugal so bad. It's awesome. If I hadn't already planned this trip to, you know, because I didn't want to skimp on, you know, a cheap plane ticket, I kind of upgraded and some upgrades i you know i didn't get the cheapest are you flying are you flying business no i'm not going that no 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 no. i'm but i got a little extra leg room but no i'm not flying business class but we're flying on lufthansa which is really nice airline lufthansa is great yeah lufthansa is great Um, so it's kind of a high class airline yeah and you know straight from austin to frankfurt 
Oh, you don't have a layover anywhere? No. That's oh. another thing we decided to spend a little bit more money on a direct flight to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt to Florence. You can't, there are no direct flights to Florence, but no. um, we wanted as few stops as possible. Yeah, we have a, a stop in um, Charlotte, which is fine. Um, we The first time we went, we had a stop. Charlotte? In, that's a weird place to have a stop. That's Char- not a hub. Charlotte is a hub. It is? For um, what airline? United. It is? Mm-hmm. Oh. So, I thought it, so okay. is Newark. And Newark... See? Yeah. Yeah. And United flies right into Lisbon, but you can't get a direct fright from, from Austin. No, not Lisbon. Austin. Yeah. yeah so. Not yet. So, yeah, we're going to be uh, taking the cats to... I can't wait till October, though. I need to find something else to do before then. Mm. I got to get out of here. Oh, do you want to... Well, you've just done a wine tour. I did? Where? Uh, oh, Fredericksburg. Yeah, Fredericksburg. You went to I do them all the time. Yeah, I know. It's like, this is this is like going to Egypt. <laughs> we kind of back off of them in the summer because it's a little hot. Like, it's more fun to go to the wine things when you can sit outside and be comfortable because mm-hmm. most of the pretty stuff is outside. But, um, no, I mean, like, maybe take another trip to Montana to see the family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always really at home there. And you're 100% work from home, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So I could even go up there and work from there. Um, you know, I'd prefer not to, but um, but yeah, and the weather's a lot. And I think they're getting a lot of rain, which, oh, here I go again, rain. Rain. <laughs> they're getting a lot of rain. <laughs> they're getting a lot of rain. And because the last two times I've gone up there, it was fire season and mm. the smoke was... Um, you could hardly see the mountains. There was so much thick smoke, and I don't think that they're going to have... I mean, Yellowstone's flat-out flooded. It's... Oh, yeah. It's fucked. They are not doing keen at all. <laughs> their their tourist season is done. down the toilet. Done. Yeah. yeah. Well, aren't... Th- okay. Isn't Yellowstone in a volcano? It's a super volcano. Oh, okay. Go on. It, it basically, I think, is a cauldron. Right. Yeah, because that's why they have all those geysers. Old Faithful. Yeah. Where you can get second and third degree burns. Yeah. Just by, yes. It'll be fun. <laughs> no, it won't. No, bitch. <laughs> Something's wrong with... Oh, go ahead. Remove yourself from the gene pool. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you're going to... Seriously. Yeah. So, no. But um, yeah, I think if it... I don't know if it's, you know... I'm sure there's lots of documentaries or not documentaries or discovery shows or whatever about when that's going to erupt but if it ever does like we're screwed <laughs> really the, like the whole country how big a super is it? volcano i don't know super volcano you ele- educate me basically the entire park where all those geysers are is a volcano uh-huh i mean it's all under there uh-huh not a mountain i get it yeah <laughs> But what I'm asking you is, if it were to blow, how big would it be? Would it, like, put us into a dark age or something? Or would I it... mean, I would think that... I don't I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think it would be um, a, a blast that was so forceful that it would probably cause a lot of damage. But I don't know... <sighs> You know, I did watch a couple of shows. I can't remember what they said about it. I was it's, far too slow to take it. It was really. I heard it was going to be really bad. <laughs> this is terrible. It's going to be bad. It's terrible. <laughs> Awful. 
Well, okay. Is, do you have any, with this being Pride Month, mm-hmm. do you have any plans for Pride and celebrate your, your, no. your fans? No. And you know, Austin doesn't really celebrate Pride during Pride Month. They celebrate Pride in Splash Weekend or whatever? September or 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 in the thing about it is that there doesn't splash weekend like bookend the summer because there's like the memorial day and then there's last splash okay and and last splash is um, september right right it's um labor day yeah so So i thought they had a a splash on memorial day weekend starting the summer and then they had another one at the end i I think they're trying to unify and synchronize all of the prides across the country into june Mm -hmm. and austin is now doing pride in june they are they are because I thought I heard something on the news about it. Well, we don't. They don't have the Pride Parade in June, but they Austin is celebrating Pride Month. So I don't know what that was all about. I don't know what that's about because um, September is just too late in the season to do this. And I think they're they're snapping to they're like Austin. Well, and the thing about it was that they were trying to make it so that it would be a little cooler to mm-hmm. have a parade mm-hmm. because having a parade in Austin in June is uh, and okay. Well, June is supposed to be like when it starts to get hot. We've had a hellish June. Yeah, it's not been great. awful. Been been hideous. El Nino can go suck it. And if you want to see a, a drag queen lose <laughs> all enthusiasm to live, go ahead and make her do day drag in a heat wave. <laughs> she will wither. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ain't cute. So, yeah, I mean, I really don't have that many big plans for um, Pride this year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go out and, you know. Well, it's I, almost over. Yeah. June's almost over. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I mean. Well, I highly recommend going to that drag show at the Worth & Co. That was so much fun. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it. And, um, yeah, I've been to plenty of drag, drag shows. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see one. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's been a long time, actually. So, so that's good. Um other than that, you know, um, Texas is just. Uh, Are you and Hans moving up your wedding plans? You said that you might be. You might be, yeah. Because of how awful Texas is getting. Well, yeah, they just declared um, homosexuality an abnormal lifestyle choice. Okay. Choice. Here's the thing. No one chooses this. No. Valerie, do you remember the exact moment when you chose to be heterosexual? That's exactly, you know, that's a conversation I had with my mother years and years and years ago when she was talking about, you know, people choosing to be gay. It's not a and I, I looked at her and I was like, why would anybody choose to be gay? No and she, I was like, it doesn't make any sense. And she's like, well, I mean, it's such the trend nowadays. I'm like, it's not a trend. Shut up. No, and it's why not. is. Why would anybody choose to be gay? You are telling me that a person chooses to be not accepted by their family mm-hmm. and to hide who they are sexually right. and to be bullied and you know accused of awful things just because they're gay. Why would somebody choose that? Risk being and you know what fired she said from work. What you make a good point. <laughs> Thank you. She's so like, much. I never thought about it that way. I'm like. Yeah. Why would anyone choose that? <laughs> Stupid. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, um, I think being gay and marginalized um, saved me from a lifestyle where had I grown up and followed suit for the rest of my family, I would become 
just to the right of Attila the Hun. Like, hardcore right, hardcore, you know, white makes right. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're racist. I, I wouldn't not say it. But um, there's, there's just so much closed-mindedness that goes along with it if you don't have the mind-expanding experience of being marginalized. And mm-hmm. as a woman, I know that you've been marginalized more than once. You've seen people elevated around you because you're not a man. Mm-hmm. And oh, and I've ha- and I, young like in my younger days, especially had to deal with so much sexual assault, not harassment, straight up assault on the job. Mm. Just awful stuff. Ugh. Men thinking that it's okay to just grab you. In the workplace. What? Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? When I was interning at 101X. Why am I not shocked? Yeah. That was back when they first started. Um, and uh, one of their DJs, he's long gone, but he was uh, a very popular on-air talent there. And because he was so wildly popular... Um, he thought he could do whatever he wanted. So whenever I went to, they had um, a uh, promotion that happened every Sunday night at Paradox that I went to and <clears throat> as an intern. And just because he was friends with my friends, I hated him. I did not like the guy. Could not stand him. But he was friends with my friends. And so I would be around, like, talking to, you know, them as a group or whatever. And so, yeah, he reached out and grabbed my breast one time during a conversation. What? And one of the women in the group was like, oh, my God. That was, like, stop. And I was like, if you do that again, you're going to lose your fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I was, da- I was dating Trevor at the time, and every time I came home, I had a different story. So he wanted to kill the guy, so he insisted on coming with me one night and go on (laughs) (laughs) and he obviously didn't do anything in front of trevor um because trevor was gonna you know he was waiting he was waiting for it oh yeah um um good thing about that the only good thing about that is that if you needed him to have your back he was more than willing to do it yeah he liked to flex that muscle he was (laughs) Champing at the bit for that, which is actually the right re- use of the word. It's not chomping. It's champing? It's champing at the bit. Wh- why? Because it is. But chomping makes more sense. Correct. Because you see a horse chomping on a bit. They're actually champing. Okay. L- I swear. Okay, no, God. no, no. I, I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. I'm going to look it up. I, I hope you do. <laughs> I welcome all of you to do so as well. <laughs> Educate yourself. Knowledge is power. Knowledge <laughs> is power. The more you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> okay, well, we're getting to that point. Yeah. Um, do you have any sage points of wisdom this week, Valerie? Um, no. I, I mean, you know. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did, but I don't. Right. Um, Do we have to have sage words of wisdom? Every time? Yes. Yeah, it's a format. <sighs> well, I'm, not, I'm never prepared. I did have something, and now I can't remember what it was. That's my problem. Okay, well... Um, Those who matter don't mind. Those who mind don't matter. Oh, Dr. Seuss. Uh, I know. I know. Um, my particular... Uh, 
just because someone is in your family does not mean that you owe them a, 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 your love support and all that it's helpful but I mean okay let me change that okay so they are your family and you don't have to like them but you do have to love them sage words that said I really don't care for a lot of it so <laughs> alright everyone have a great week you have to love your family but you don't have to like them that's right <laughs> ish have a great week. <laughs>